Bugs are out, folks. If you get bed bugs in your house, and right now they're saying in Europe there's a massive bed bug pandemic. Yeah. And being over in Europe, you can guarantee they're like White Chapel bed bugs. Yeah. Matahari bed bugs. Got a red ass from the Rasputin bed bug. Believe you me, if it's a pandemic in Europe, it's going to find its way across the Atlantic. Make no mistake about it, folks. Or the fucking Pacific, even. I don't think Walmart has shit that'll work for you. And I see some dick on TV promoting something for less than 40 bucks. I don't think it works. Zevo, Wartho, Raid, Rump Ranger Ready, Scent Pump, Spray Repellent, Cutter, Coleman, Off, Hot Shot, Rump Ranger Ready, Deet Free, Night Sky. Who gives a fuck? Put the decon down. Yeah, mouse traps are no good. I told you, you need heat. Thank you, John Voigt. Appreciate that. I told you. Aren't you supposed to be, like, looking for treasure or something? You need heat. Shut up, man. We're not doing codes here. We're trying to get rid of bed bugs, and we got it. Do I come off as hard of hearing? Anyway, John's right. Yeah, you need heat. And I'm not talking about turning the thermostat up in your house to like 75, 80 degrees. Yeah, we'll sweat them out. No, no, no. Real heat. You need like a heat gun. Now, you can buy a heat gun at Walmart and get rid of, yeah, bed bugs. The problem is, if you've never messed with a heat gun, you need to practice a little bit first so you don't burn your fucking house down. I, I don't say that condescendingly. I had to practice, too. I did. I only mention it just because you wouldn't believe how many dumb shits there are out there who don't realize when you pull the trigger on a heat gun, heat comes out of the end of it. Scorching, incinerating heat comes out of the end of that fucker, and anything in the immediate vicinity will spontaneously combust. So you got to be careful when it comes to bed bugs this year. I've lived in enough inner city. Apartment dwellings, yes, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I actually um, worked at a, a store that sold furniture one time. We occasionally had to deal with bed bugs that never made it to the store. We just always left everything out there in the frickin' field. But we all had to be fully trained on bed bugs and how to spot them so they were never allowed in the store. I'm not kidding you. At least as of a few years ago, Henrietta had such an issue with fucking bed bugs around here. I didn't even allow people to settle on the fucking furniture in my store until I give them a pat down. Yeah, and even that wasn't much help. But yeah, sometimes you can see them little fuckers just hanging on to people's clothing, hitching a ride. That's how they get around, hitching on people's clothing. The exterminator who trained me told me those little fuckers can go dormant up to six months without feeding and just sit and wait inside the seams of furniture where you can't get to them. The second they smell you, out they come. Little brown fuckers. Yeah, they look like ticks. Little crawling, you know, not like really little brown shits, and they move quick. You'd be shocked when you see how quick they slip up inside them seams so you can't get to them. There's a chemical called Sterifab. And Sterifab, I don't know that it kills them. 
It just may not be their favorite brand of vodka. <laughs> they avoid it like pop-off. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've never had bed bugs. That's all I'm really saying, and I don't want them, but I don't want you to have them either. If I ever found myself in a home that I knew had bed bugs and it only happened once, I didn't sit down or anything, but I didn't give a shit. I might have brushed against the wall, and that was enough for me. When I got home that night after dark, I called the wife on my way home. She met me at the north door, and guess what? I didn't come into the house with a stitch of clothes on. Fuck no. <laughs> like I say, thank God it was dark, because I stripped butt-ass naked just right out there in the fucking yard. 20 degrees outside. I'm sitting there going, I'm a grower, not a shower. And my wife's going, I've been married to you long enough. I don't care. I told you. Shut up. You need heat. Break the science. Roll back. Please report to the dance floor. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man show. Yeah, you're here. Give me some tips. Boys Room Studios in Henrietta, America. Now time for your host, he's magical. That's right. Stan the Joke Man. Welcome to Stan the Joke Man show. Stan the Joke Man. Of course, going to dive right into it. You know, folks, gang violence has got to stop. From the local police department, there was an altercation at the uh, Regal Beagle last night. Left one innocent bystander deceased. That would be Chrissy, the um, friends of Benefits love interest of one Jack Tripper. And well, this is typical, getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. <laughs> of course, his neighbor Larry got in on some of that, too, I think. And uh, when they would be laid on rent, uh, well, Chrissy would go down there and take care of Mrs. Roper. I got news for you, Stanley. You got competition. We had a peeping Tom the other night. You're making that up. No, I'm not. I saw him plain as anything. He was looking in our bedroom window. You must have been getting undressed. Ah! Don't touch it! I'm not supposed to move around. Oh, God, Mrs. Roper was an old whore. Now, she never wore anything on any of them shit-stained nightgowns. Chrissy Snow went up one of them nightgowns. A girl come out a woman, damn straight. Anyway, um, yeah. Janet's the last one living. She's it. One's company. That's it. Yeah. You have to downgrade your ass to a studio. That's right. You got some studio or garage apartment in your fucking future. On the bright side, though, Janet, if I'm dead now, you might get laid. And knock on her door. Drag the wit out of bed. Oh, she got hammered at the Regal Beagle. Jack and Chrissy are dead. Oh, first there was three. That became two. And the Ropers and Mr. Furley croaked, and her lease won't renew. Oh, Suzanne's crotch was so hairy, if neighbor Larry just knew. It naturally get through. Jackie Chrissy turned blue. Well, sorry we're coming down. How accurate it is, who knows with all the fucking misinformation out there put out by all countries on this fucking social media shit. You really don't want to watch that too much. I love going straight to Reuters, Associated Press, but even there you have to be reluctant. So I look at everything, even the hard right, the hard left, everything. The truth's in there somewhere. Just keep looking. Over time, 
you'll get real good at where you, all you got to do is look at the name on the fucking story. You know who writes credible shit and you know who's full of shit, okay? <laughs> Iran is saying that Hamas is ready to release all the hostages if Israel will just stop kicking their fucking ass. Israel's been just beating the shit out of the Gaza Strip and Hamas with fucking airstrikes. The tunnels are flooded. They flooded the fucking tunnels. And they've cornered Hamas militants after Hamas militants, and they've all died. One of the original founders of Hamas, the guy who orchestrated that attack on Israel, he's fucking dead. I can assure you of this. If you believe in Hamas and Hezbollah, that's fine. You believe any way you want to believe. But I can assure you, it's the wrong course. Hamas and Hezbollah use God to manipulate a lot of weak-minded young men and women to go out there and do their bidding. They're cashing in off your ass and using God to do it, just like they do here in America. I'm not saying every church and every Christian is bad, not even close. But what I am saying is there is a select group of people out there that absolutely 100% use God right here in this country to fucking cash in and get people to do their vile bidding. Kenneth Copeland's one of them. CBN's one of them. Pat Robertson was one of them. You're fucking A right. Hateful, mean old fuckers that use God to continue their terror attack on innocent Americans. American politicians, almost every fucking one of them, there's genuine Christian politicians, this is true, but there's some that absolutely throw, they throw accelerant on the God message every campaign season to use God so they can garner votes to politically and fiscally enrich themselves. And just like Hamas, Hezbollah, Taliban, Nazis, they pick soft targets. Yeah, yeah, because, well, weak men pick weak targets. People already vulnerable or down. That's who they go after. It makes them feel more manly about themselves. They're not. They're pussies. Adolf Hitler, the one everybody's always ranting and raving about, about the holy little terror shit he was. You're damn right he was a holy terror little shit who never got his ass properly kicked. That's the problem. He was a fuck-up corporal message runner in the military, but God bless him for serving. Thank you for your service. No, he was a short, puny, stupid, bisexual man. He was a bisexual man. Adolf Hitler, a small, weak little shit. And let me tell you, the night of the long knives, he slaughtered a lot of his gay lovers. How do do we know he was bisexual? Well, he murdered his own niece, too, after he knocked her up. He was having an affair with his own niece at a hotel. And after spending the weekend there with her arguing over the baby, he killed her and then had the family who owned the hotel killed, too. He's just a catty little queer. A manipulative little fucker. You know, he started out hanging out in taverns, shooting his mouth off, getting everybody to rally around him. Just like old Donnie Trump's doing. Start shooting his fucking mouth off. Played right into everyone's cynicisms. And then he got him to start turning on one another. Adolf Hitler said, quickest way you can get people to forfeit their fucking virtues is by way of rally. 
as many fucking rallies as that asshole Trump has had? Well, I understand candidates that are losing by 57 to 70 points are getting together with Rhino Paul Ryan, Mitt the Loser Romney, Bill No Guts or No Talent Bar, and some broken political investors that will soon come to me, as most others already have. These failed candidates should have started by campaigning effectively, which they didn't because they really don't have the skill or the talent to do so. Romney, who today couldn't get elected dog catcher in the great state of Utah, should have beaten an absolutely failed first-term Obama. Should have beaten him very easily. Shoulda, coulda, Yeah, you shoulda, coulda, woulda fucking beat Biden, pussy. What happened? If he and Rhino Paul fought as hard against Obama as they do against President Donald J. Trump, they would never have lost. They would have beaten Obama. Translation? Had they defiled themselves and dishonored their oath to office and showed loyalty to Trump, their political careers would have continued. But remember, Republicans eat their young. They really do. They eat their young. Terrible statement, but it's true. Fuck off, boy. You do more than just eat your young. You fuck them at Jeffrey Epstein's house. Yeah. All them little underage girls. Oh, ask Matt Gates about that. Fuck, Republican Party still endorses that motherfucker. And that's the problem with so many in our party. They just don't have the loyalty and the strength to stick together. What a statement. Did you hear that fucking statement? Do you really hear that statement for what it is in and of itself? Listen. And that's the problem with so many in our party. They just don't have the loyalty and the strength to stick together. Yeah. We teach kids that all the time, don't we? Strength in numbers. Strength in numbers to ride that fucking storm out like when you shed all over the Constitution and wipe your dick off with the American flag so you can get your way politically enrich yourself and sell Ukraine out to Russia. Isn't that why you're trying to hold up all that military aid, Mark Woman Mullen, and all you other fucking right-wing extremist unserving pussies? Isn't that the truth, Mark Woman Mullen, senator of Oklahoma? They go after people who are on their side rather than the radical left Democrats that are destroying our country. Oh, yeah, Donnie? Were you and your little bitch, Mark Woman Mullen, on Oklahoman's side when he voted against the Paycheck Protection Loan Act? intended to help Oklahoma businesses survive during COVID and he voted against it. Is that the fucking, is that what you're talking about, dick? These people are losers and the Republican nation must stop following their failed ideas and policies. Republican nation? What fucking country do you think you're in, stupid? (laughs) Okay, okay. Now I understand what's wrong with you, moron. You don't even know where you're at. They only help the worst president in the history of the United States, the most corrupt president, the most incompetent president, crooked Joe Biden. We don't want to help him. We have to get him out of office. But the way the economy is rebounding, unemployment lower in the history of this country, it seems. (laughs) Yeah. Kicking the shit out of America's number one nemesis without having fired a single fucking shot. Not a single shot. No. Biden didn't increase the national debt by $7 trillion. Fucker, 
Donald Trump is the one who increased it by $7 trillion to give himself a fucking tax break. Yeah. And you got your pissant check, right? Yeah, that money's gone already? Sure. Too bad. Because the wealthiest and Donnie there are going to get it forever. And you voted for it. Thanks a lot. Let's move on. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. If you would uh, like to contact this program, you can reach me. Stan the Joke Man Show on Facebook, Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook, or Joke Man Productions LLC, Stan the Joke Man Show, P.O. Box 699, Henrietta, Oklahoma, 74437. I have no psychology degree or counseling training whatsoever, but, like I say, I, uh, I've been struck in the head just enough times. It was just weird that I could... It was strange that I could suddenly figure things out. I'd like to pass some of that on to you. Yeah. Dear Stan, how do I put a stop to my siblings' insufferable holiday newsletter the family newsletter yeah as though your family's going to give a flying fuck about what their family's doing i know all about it yeah i hate those does it come with pictures too yeah do what i do wipe your dick off with it don't open it there you go don't open that bitch that is of course until they call you and ask you about it I think it's between the pages of your Hustler magazine. Yeah, you had the page Beaver of the Month marked with it. Look, treat it like junk mail and throw it in the fucking trash. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, a month ago when I invited a co-worker to a concert happening next month, he was so excited to go. But we had a big disagreement at work, and since then we haven't found a way to get along. At this point, it might be more awkward than fun to go to a concert together, exactly, but I feel stuck. If I take back my invitation, he can hold that against me. No, he will hold it against you. Um, If I don't take it back, it could be an incredibly awkward night. Am I missing an option? What should I do? Boy, I have so many fucking questions, so I can hardly give you an answer. One, the concert's important. Are you going to see the fucking Oak Ridge Boys or Bathory? Somebody like that? Yeah, I'd be scared shitless if that was the concert. I'm really in the dark here, lady. And what kind of work environment do y'all share? You know, desks across from one another at a legal firm or you're in the payroll department and he's out in the shop, the chainsaw factory. I really need to know. The situation, the setting is important, folks. It is important. It makes a difference because you're asking me, what kind of reaction am I going to get? Fuck, I guess it depends on who we're talking about and where you work. Other than that, what's the big deal? You have to work with them and see them every day. I can't believe you haven't gone and talked to them about this already. Get it out there in the open. Hey, all that shit that went down. You still want to go on this concert with me? Because I'm not sure I really want you going with me unless we can get past this. Say something. That is the fucking problem with all you fucking mutes out there. You never say a fucking thing, but you expect it just to heal itself. Ignoring problems never fixes a fucking thing. You got to go talk to them and say something. And if it still feels bad, 
disinvite his ass. You're disinvited. I'm going to take somebody else, fucker. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, I wanted to fuck you, but I'm glad I didn't take you now because look at us. We hate each other. Right. I could have gotten pregnant. Yeah, that would have sucked. And, you know, for all I know, the last guy I slept with might have had genital warts. I'm not for sure. I looked close when I was down there doing some plumbing, but. I'm sorry. (laughs) What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, Talk about it. Address it. Yeah. Let your tits drop. Go talk about it. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, my dad always wants to know what I'm doing and expects me to help him all the time. I invite him to events I'm having. I help him often because I'm his translator since his English isn't very good. We moved here almost 30 years ago. My dad does not do the same for me. I am never invited anywhere he ever wants to go, and he never tells me things. I mean, it's like pulling teeth to get an I love you out of him. How do I approach him about this without upsetting him? He's a very sensitive person. Well, not too fucking sensitive. He doesn't give a flying fuck about you very much, does he? Nah. Here's a start. Refuse to speak to him in any language other than English. Abso-fucking-lutely. That's a good way to drive the old bastard crazy and simultaneously help him at the same time. He's lived here 30 fucking years and he still can't speak English? Good God, no wonder you still got to play wet nurse to him and drag him around and help him everywhere. He can't take care of himself because he can't communicate. And that is his fault. Habla espanol poquito. Poquito. I, fuck. I, I, I never get that part right, but I can a little, you know. I never lived there, but I've been ten times, and, well, I like to know what people around me are saying. I can never decide if cabrón is a compliment or... An insult. I bet it's the fucking tone they say it in. (laughs) Help him out. Yeah. Look, and some people are not I love you people. You can't do anything about that. Don't try to change him. Try to help him. Change the fucking pattern a little bit. He needs to start by speaking the damn language. He lives here. He's taking advantage of you. He's taking you for granted. Speak to him in English. Do him a fucking favor. That's that's a real good start right there. Maybe he'll want to get out more on his own if he can understand what everybody else is saying. He might even meet somebody and fall in love. Yeah. Some Bangladeshi hooker, but hey. Yeah, he'll stop using you. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, my friend dresses so poorly. We got kicked out of a restaurant on our vacation. She's dressed like a total slob. We were on a cruise and went to dine in one of the upscale restaurants on the ship. She was wearing jean shorts and an old faded t-shirt. We were asked to leave. We're going to be going on another cruise soon. Well, I'm concerned she's going to do this again. Any advice for our next cruise so this won't happen? Embarrassed in Alabama. I understand your fucking aggravation. It sounds to me like you and I might have been on the same fucking cruise. Let me tell you what happened to me on my fucking 54th birthday. I turned 54 in August. It's October. So this wound 
Well, the scab is still there. I'm still picking at it. Yeah, and I'm pissed off still. We had reservations at a nice fucking restaurant. They invited us up there for my birthday because I was a high roller in the casino. Yeah, where I played cards with Jason Newstead and Metallica. Fucking A. It was awesome. Anyway, the same fucking formal restaurant that kicked me out because all I had was khaki shorts and a polo. Kick Jason Newstead and Metallica out, too. Yeah, can you fucking believe it? They kicked Metallica out. And then when I went up to the restaurant to complain, hey, fuckers, you invited me. It's my birthday. I have nice khaki shorts and a polo. When I went up there to complain, the host said, no, I'm so sorry. You cannot come in with those shorts on. And I scanned the restaurant, and sure enough, there was a big fat fuck sitting over in the corner in a pair of shorts, and immediately I screamed, What the fuck is that? That got the whole restaurant's attention. Matter of fact, I think it got the whole aft of the ship's attention. I think Jason Newstead up in the casino might have heard me. <laughs> uh, point is, though, I, I, a cruise is a cruise. I don't think you should have to fucking get all dolled up if you don't want to. But if you want to go to them nicer steakhouses, unfortunately, I think they fucking require it. Unless, of course, you're a fat fuck sitting over in the corner of the restaurant. Yeah. So maybe if I gain 300 pounds back again and blow it all up and put on a pair of fuck, this is all I can wear. Two bed sheets sewed together, motherfuckers. You going to take my money so I can eat here or not? Good. Get him a table in the back. I don't know. That's what happened. In, you know, the ship I was on. But I know they kicked me and Jason Newstead and Metallica out, and that was enough. As a matter of fact, my poker buddy and I both vowed we would never eat at that fucking steakhouse again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to wrap it up with the Stan the Joke Man show. This is Product Joke Man Productions, LLC, broadcasting from the Boys Room Studio here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on Apple, Amazon, and all over the frickin' place. And YouTube. The show's gone YouTube, and I'm getting good response here. Hey, could y'all share the show? Listen, it sounds cliche, but I really... If y'all can help me out and share the show, subscribe to it, you know, even if you want to contribute to it. I don't even know how you'd do that, but... You gotta put some fucking money in the cup or what? When I dance for you, I don't even get a fucking dollar out of you, a nickel, nothing? Well, then get the fuck off my street, bitch. Sorry, that's what I'd say if I was a street performer and didn't get anything. <laughs> Stan Jokeman Show be back on Wednesday, high noon. Of course, bombing down Poinsettia, chapter 23. You Brit? That'll be Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Tune in for that. Till our paths cross again, I figure I'd leave you here with a special Cliff Burton tribute. Orion. Yes, God loves Metallica too. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Candios, mi amigos.